Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. is the time as we're wrapping things up for today here we've had tc in with us today once again Cavs is a little under the weather a little ill as it were hopefully tomorrow for him but if not then well we'll just muddle through somehow maybe we can talk tc into another day of this would that be out of the question I think it's in play, yeah. But I, I, I bet Jeff's fine. I hope Jeff's fine, for Jeff's sake. Well, I hope he's fine too. But in this world, TC, you always have to ask the question: What if he's not? I'll never say no to you, Mike. Well, I appreciate that. I'm very impressed with your work today. Thanks, man. Fantastic. That's awesome. But yes, we'll get into the uh, two-minute drill a little bit later on today. So that's how we'll wrap up things, as we do every day here on The Little Freak. Uh, Let's see. The Mavericks played basketball last night. And it went uh, better. Mm -hmm. It went better. They were in that Brooklyn to take on the Nets. And they got uh, Kyrie back, and Kyrie makes a big, big difference in this thing. You know, Luca's great by himself. Luca's this, Luca's that, but you add him with Kyrie in there, and then you got something. Yeah. It's a whole different dynamic. This is the team that they were supposed to have all season. Um, and this is what ownership management wanted when they brought Kyrie here was to see Kyrie and Luca on the court together and leading the way, and the rest of the guys can kind of fill things out as role players. And we just have not gotten to see it very much. So it's great that he's back. He's worked through that thumb injury. And now we just hold our breath that nothing else happens. Luke's got a nose thing. He's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It would really be something if they were just both healthy. <laughs> they started dominating. Mm-hmm. We went on a run here where it's like, you know, 23 and 3. And everyone feels 180 degrees different than they do right now. It would be something. But I think they're supposed to be probably uh, weighing things ahead of the trade deadline and perhaps acquiring somebody that could help them. And I don't think they're trading either of those two guys. So in theory, they'd bring somebody else, somebody in that helps those two even be better. Yeah. That, you know, helps it's, the other role players not have to do quite as much. It's not like they've aced it in terms of building around them. I know. So you could improve. But I, I, I think that, you know, this team's going to sink or swim based on the contributions of those two. Yeah. So there's no trade that's going to make it so that they, you know, just vault into the top three in the West. 
it's going to have to be those guys are both healthy and doing everything that they can do. Yeah, and from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like anything groundbreaking is likely to happen when it comes to that trade. Uh, I think they know the exact type of player that they're looking for. Which uh, is what? Which is a, a tall guy that can defend the rim, that can rebound. A second Derek Lively. Yeah. Yeah, second Derek Lively. Derek Lively's been great. Uh, we, can find, another he, one of him. I believe he already is Derek Lively the second, right? So maybe if there's a, a first one lying around. <laughs> or maybe even a third one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A third Derek Lively. Now that would be something. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say rebounding and defense. That's the thing that they've been looking for for a while. And uh, they could definitely use more help there. And if they don't get it, you're right. I think Luca and Kyrie are capable of taking this team into a pretty good spot, uh, making the playoffs and hopefully a nice seed heading into them. So we shall see. Oh, it would be so great to get a nice playoff run out of this thing, though. God, we're like starving for that around here. Yeah. Two years ago was super fun. But it would it would be so impactful if that weren't just a flash in the pan. A little fluke. The one good memory we got of the Luka Doncic years. <laughs> we need more. I would I would like to ensure many, many more good Luka Doncic years by showing him that we can contend in the playoffs this season. Well, uh, let's see. Tonight, it's you can have laugh and have your kicks when you play the New York Knicks. And the injury list injury report reads mm-hmm. thusly this for tomorrow oh this for tomorrow yeah, yeah that's right this for tomorrow well Lucas probable Kyrie's probable Maxi Kleber is questionable and Lively and Exum are out Jeez. And so is Greg Brown Lively just got whacked in the nose. I mean, and he had a procedure, I guess, yesterday, which is what kept him out last night. But usually that's the type of thing that you can play through. I guess it's not me and it's not my nose, but. Have you been to the garden, Mike? I never have. Oh, seems like you got to, right? Would love to. Maybe the next time fish makes a swim through there. (laughs) I think they play there a lot. Um, I doubt that that's going to be enough to get me up there, but, um, yeah, I would love to go to the garden. Maybe the, no, no, no. I've, I mean, I've been through Penn station. You've I've, never been through one of these for one of these fish escapades up there. No, I've never seen fish in person myself. I wouldn't nor, turn down the opportunity, but nor have I. You it's could just go something. Uh, do you to go a lake or. Uh, okay, either. Julie. We're talking about the band, <laughs> not the animal. It's really easy to go see a fish. Come on. <laughs> go get a goldfish. I've seen plenty of fish before. <laughs> plenty of fish. Isn't that a dating app? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it used to be. Uh, Is it Madison Square Garden? I don't know. It's awesome. I'll have to look it up for you here, Mike. You, you going to look on there? Yeah, if I want to get on there. Be always interesting to play Brunson again, right? Yeah, it looks like plenty of fish is still kicking. Mm-hmm. All right. So yes, it's always, it is always interesting to play Brunson because he was once here. And it seems like one of the central things you can't get away from is that he's not now. No, I mean it is what it is. You make these trades, and sometimes you trade somebody who goes somewhere and just blows up, and that's what he's done. 
Yeah. He's yeah. turned into one of the probably a top 20 player in the league. Maybe even higher than that. Just for you to hit on one second round pick. Because he was, he was, what, the first pick of the second round, I think? Something like Something that. Like that. High yeah. second round. Hey, it's just so hard to hit on a second round pick and to get an all-star out of the second round. It's such an achievement, but he didn't make an all-star team with us. No, nobody saw that coming while he was here. And, you know, he had guys that were in his way. He's always, he'd always, he, he was blocked here. And there was going to be no getting around it, no real opportunity for him. So they did the best thing they could. Yeah, I, I think that there's really no doubt that he... I, I think that it's clear that he's an extremely dedicated pro who is going to do everything he needs to get the most out of his talents. And you would like to have anyone like that on any team that you're, you're putting together. But I don't think he could have played the kind of role that he does for New York here. Luke is the point guard. No, no, he couldn't. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna hand, handle the ball as much as he does with New York, and you see how good he is whenever he's doing it. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a but here there was a, a there was and is a very ball dominant player, and there was just no room for Brunson to turn into what he's turned into. Yeah, but seeing him go head to head, that'll be quite something to circle on yes. the Mavericks calendar. Yes, it'll be something to watch. Will be. Shall we head to the lounge and have some fun? Let's do. Now, you know what that song means. That song means the day is just about done and it's time to head home. But before you do, you're going to get in the car, you're going to roll down the street, you're going to take a ride, and then the next thing you know, you're going to drive right by your place. And then you're going to slow down. You're going to look at the parking lot, see who else is there. And then you're going to have to make a quick decision. Do I turn in or do I head home? Most of these days, that's not a, not even a real call to make because you just turn right in there. Because you know you're going to see some of your peeps there because it's your kind of place. It's a place where they know you. You know them place where you can take the edge off after a tough day. It's a place where the lights are dim, the music swings, but it's never too loud. And you don't even have to tell them when to make it a double. They just know these things. It's a place where the skirts are tight and the necklines plunge. Now, you may say, eh, come on, no places like that anymore. Ah, but there is. It's the Sunset Lounge. Go on. Step inside the green door. Grab a seat at the bar. And get in the groove at the Sunset Lounge. With the speakeasy on 97.1, the freak. Can I put in an order of cheese fries for someone back in the kitchen today? Um, the kitchen's very sporadic at the Sunset Lounge. Sometimes yeah. there is, sometimes there's not. I understand. And I've never known them to whip out cheese fries. Oh, come on. Groups. Do we have I any cheese fries today? Hell yeah, we do. Okay. We All have right. cheese fries. There you go. Nice. Just the for biggest you. Biggest order you got ever see. <laughs> All right. That's great news. All right. So we thought we might have some... Uh, 
medical discussion here in the Sunset Lounge today. We're not experts really on much. We're definitely not experts on medical things. We're not doctors. Well, Groobs is a doctor, but... Oh, yeah. He's the doctor of drops. Indubitably. (laughs) He's the doctor of drops. (laughs) He's manning the fries at the Sunset Lounge. What can't he do? Um, He's even wearing a nice apron. He is. He looks great. Which both doctors and cooks will do. (laughs) Yes, they will. He can do it all. Uh, But TC had some medical stuff that he wanted to discuss, and I've got something too, so let's give it a whirl. Is this all medical stuff? Kind of. For both of you? It's the medical medical sunset lounge. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some theories we want to toss around. I'm down with that. Yes, I had a really interesting experience yesterday. Um, I'd had, so I do a podcast. It's called It's Just Banter. It's available anywhere you find podcasts. And we've had a bit of a series where just if if a listener wants to write in about something interesting that happened in their lives that they want to tell us about, we're all ears. And so we'll have them on, talk to them for an hour. And so there's a guy who had wrote, written in and said... Uh, that he had he had been he had done two tours in Iraq. He was with the uh, Texas National Guard. His senior year was 9/11, and he was he was already in the ROTC. He was already signed up to go. And then uh, this happens, and you know, whenever we invaded Iraq, uh, I think like the next year, his his National Guard unit was activated. And the first tour, I think it was a lot of kind of sitting around. You know, like just being ready in case yeah. something happened, and you know, had some experiences and was was certainly sharp for the uh, the second tour. But the second tour uh, was pretty much all the time uh, guarding convoys, where like you know, you got thirty trucks, eighteen mm-hmm. wheelers that are barreling down the highways of Iraq. They would always do this at night. There was a curfew at the time. You'd be like, no civilians out after 10 p.m. to keep the roads clear so that, you know, the various supplies that needed to be, you know, shuttled from place to place to continue on with the operation, he was going to protect them and make sure that they didn't come under attack, and that if they did, that they'd be able to fight back. And that was hear him tell it and I have an easy time believing him an incredibly stressful difficult and mentally destructive task I can imagine jeez like if you're just thinking about like like trucking is I mean yeah I don't think there's a lot of uh, truckers with PTSD just from like regular trucking but it it seems like a pretty demanding such a menial task but if you don't pay attention to what you're doing it can go wrong quickly Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and so if you're thinking about just trucking in general there's no zoning out yeah yeah and if, if there is you can have a you could have a problem. Yeah. Um, and then if you think about that, plus like uh, someone might be trying to kill you. And, it, you know, I, he said he said it was very sporadic of like you might not see anyone for a month or you might get four days in a row where someone's taking shots. Jeez. Um, but he, he said it was around once a week. Someone's trying to kill him while he's taking these various routes. And that left him with... Is he driving one of these trucks? So he was, the, for the most part, the commander of... He was not calling it a tank, but it's like a tank with, instead of the tracks, it's got wheels. Okay. And so there's a guy next to him that's driving, and then there's a guy manning a turret up top. And he's looking at the GPS and, you know, receiving all the communications and 
barking out orders to the other two guys. Yeah. Um, and that left him with a good amount of PTSD. He, you know, went through a pretty long time that he described as very tough. Where, you know, just trying to drink to medicate, having struggles, carrying on relationships with other people whenever there's that much drinking and that much unresolved, yeah, you know, stuff in his life. And, and he, much to his credit, reached a point where he decided that, you know, it's time to do something about this. He'd go on, it's just banter. <laughs> he did a lot more than go on just it's just banter. I mean, I I think the main thing that he's coming on to talk about is just kind of like you know what his journey's been like trying to solve this problem. Uh huh. And I, his his perspective yesterday was very interesting about how that it's not necessarily like a solving it kind of thing. You know, like you're trying to do, but like just this is a fact of his life. He's never going to be able to undo the not things like that happen. Go away completely. Exactly. You have to figure out how to live with it. It's yeah. probably kind of like grief. Yeah. Right? Like if you lose somebody that is a huge part of your life, you're exactly. always going to have that darkness and that feeling inside that you're trying to figure out how to live with. Yeah. And so he's just been trying to find ways to best manage it. And so he he done something where they're like they give you an injection in your neck that's supposed to reset your nervous system. Oh wow! He had like flown to Chicago for that procedure, and you know I I think it works for some people, but it, he did not feel like it was a a Didn't big game changer for him. Yeah, and he's done a lot of different kinds of therapy, and I you know I think definitely his answer was that all of it does something like maybe the shot in the neck wasn't real efficacious but therapy helps going to you know kind of group settings help like group therapy individual therapy all that stuff it's really useful and you, it's a big problem trying to work out this ptsd so you should try a lot of things and they're all going to play their part but he tried a thing recently that i believe is like still in a pretty experimental stage where I, I I think that they were conducting a study at UT Southwestern where they were looking for volunteers for this new idea that we have. Mm -hmm. And he emailed in and said, I'd like to try it. And it sounds kind of out there whenever you just explain it. It's They hook some magnets up to your brain. And, ah. they're, and they're running some electricity through your brain. And so he would go in... Uh, oh my gosh. He went in 51 times, and he'll sit there for about 15 minutes, I think. It's not like a long visit, and the running electricity, I think, is like four minute, like four minutes on, four minutes off, something like that, you know? And so it's it's all a pretty quick thing. He said some people would do it on their lunch break if they, you know, were working close enough to UT Southwestern. Uh, kind of like doing radiation or something. Yeah. I had to do it was like the same time every day for, I don't know, six weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a lot like that. Like every single day? Yep. Same, weekdays. Just go down and absorb some radiation? Yep. Part of the deal. That's nuts. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I forget that you went through that. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Part um, of my journey. But yeah, so they kind of do like an initial... They they definitely they do a lot of questionnaires and stuff like that, but I think that there's also some kind of like trying to figure out which part of the brain we're going to go after. And so he had the initial scan where they're like, all right, let's try this first. And it wasn't really having the effects they were looking for. So like, no, I think we need to move it to this part of the brain. So it used to it, at first it was like he had the magnets kind of on his temple. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, a corresponding piece on the other side of his head. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of more move to, like, the, the forehead and then something on the back of his head. And he said whenever they moved it to the forehead that it was pretty painful for the first several times doing it. Ah. Of just, like, they're basically shocking you in the forehead for a while. But that, that the the once it moved to the forehead, that it appeared to make a pretty sizable difference. Really? Yeah. And I think the theory behind it is, is like if you if you're looking at a scan of a normal brain, there's a lot of you know you can see where it's lighting up a lot, and it, there's just a lot of activity. And then whenever you look at a scan of a PTSD brain, it's totally different. It's shut down. There's just not much activity. There's not much lighting up, and just you know I I think that I'm definitely not a doctor, but I'm I'm guessing just like you, your your body has decided like we really can't come out of the shell too much. It's too dangerous out there. Like we just need to kind of be very conservative, be very safe. Don't take any risks. Yeah, and, and you kind of got to let it know, like, hey, we're not in Iraq anymore. Like, wow. you know, we, we, we're we back in a safe place. It's time to just sort of Jeez. doing things normal. And, and it sounds like for him that it, it did make a pretty big difference where, you know, he described a thing with us of he's had a recurring dream that whenever of, you know, a time that he was back there and that whenever he wakes up from it normally, it's he feels like he's there again. Mm. And it's, you know... He feels like he's made no progress, and he's just as scared as he's ever been. And he said that this was kind of the first thing where he did, it didn't take away the dream, but he had the dream, and he woke up, and he was kind of like, I can live with that. Like, I I don't feel totally freaked out by it. So you said he had the dream? Yeah, yeah. He just felt better once he woke up, and he realized it was a dream. Yeah. And didn't think he was living it again. a place where he could live with it, huh? Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. I'm That's not trying to make cool. any conclusions. I'm not yeah. trying to suggest that anyone goes out and adopts this experimental treatment for themselves. But it was it was really interesting to talk to him. And it was, I don't know, it was, it's all I've been thinking about for the last 24 hours since wow. we spoke with him. So. Yeah, because that's pretty, they work. Yeah. pretty groundbreaking. And so it was a study that they yeah. were doing. And if they continue to see probably successful results from this study, maybe it's something we'll hear about more and more as they release it more into like mainstream medicine kind of deal yeah Yeah, and the dynamic that we were kind of talking about with them is you know the cost benefit for soldiers like you got to solve these problems they're big problems you know like he's not there's a point in his life where he's just not really able to function because of the, the the tolls this stuff's taking on him so for him it's like yeah try the experiment but then if you find something that is safe and effective and everyone feels good about it then all the rest of us who don't have problems like that but certainly have problems then you know if if we all know it's safe then maybe we could give it a try but i don't know we're not there i yet. like that I'm not though. To jump ahead. thank you for sharing that story with us it is a bit of a feel-good story yeah uh, at least for for him you know to has have, a happy ending to have some a better outlook on living his day-to-day life um, and working out of PTSD because, gosh, I cannot even imagine what that would be like. So I yeah, like if, it. If, if folks want to hear the uh, the full talk with him, like I said, It's Just Banter is the name of the podcast. Uh, it's the episode just has James Returns. Cool. It's available anywhere you want to find podcasts. Check it out. I recommend it. It's a good one. Two-minute drill time right now. Here's how this rolls out. You get 30 seconds or until we determine that your story has become tiresome. Whichever happens first, 
Start whatever you have to say with the words, I think that. Be ready to go when we come to you. Turn your radio down. Don't ask us how we are. Expect nothing from us by way of response or reply. Use the phone number, 972. We'll see, is that right? Or 214. Or 214. And then... 787. Uh, yeah, 787-1971. Yep. I need to write that down. Somewhere. You got it. Yeah. 787-1971. Use 214-972. All right. So lo- let's load them up and get going on the two-minute drill. We got one so far. Ooh. Well, let's do it. Let's yeah. see what happens. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. I think that you should turn in for tomorrow and listen to even a greater show than today on The Freak. Turn in tomorrow and listen. Bye, guys. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. (laughs) I think that I'm all for electronic experimentation on people's brains and feet because they're doing it for neuropathy on my feet, and it's helping. Hmm. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. I think that I need somebody to explain the family tree to me that clears up how Jeff and Julie's backward baby became a grandpa. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. Can't worry about that. I think that this show is so much better without cocky Jeff. Love you, Jules. (laughs) You're on the two-minute drill. Go. Nope. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. I think that, like Julia said before, uh, having a good bitch is always a good thing to have around. Huh. Oh. <laughs> You're on the two-minute drill. Go. Can I say that? Yeah. I think that I love you all, guys. And uh, Grooves, I love your buns. It's Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. I think that hearing about PTSD from other soldiers is amazing. Thank you, TC. Yeah, you're welcome, man. You're on the two-minute drill. Go. I think that y'all should bring back this dating show after Valentine's after Valentine's Day. Okay. Last word. You're on the two-minute drill, and you got the last word. Go. I think that I'm going to get a tattoo of Reiner nursing an infant <laughs> with grooves milking the other teat <laughs> and Kavanaugh writing the script of the Panic Room commercial on the wall in crayons. And Julie just shaking her head. You do that. My God. All right, that is it for today. We thank you very much for your time and your attention this afternoon. Thanks to Shoopy over there making it wonderful in that way that only he can. TC, thank you as always. You were tremendous yourself. Of course, man. Love doing it with you guys. Now, do stay tuned because on the way here, we got... um, the news junkie. Yeah, the news junkie is coming up tonight. So stand by for that. Be by the channel tomorrow at 2 when we are back with another edition of the Speakeasy. Until then. You never know what anybody is going through, so be kind <laughs> to everybody. We love you. Be easy. Hell yeah.
enjoy it. Have a couple beers tonight, but, you know, get ready to work tomorrow. I'm in a recovery beer. Good show. Love you. Bye-bye. Keep living, Bubba. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.